Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you for checking out another brand new episode. Today's features John Lum. Had a whole lot of fun hanging with my buddy John. Uh, you may recognize him from his work with the Devin Allman Project and Allman Betts Band. And uh, you can catch him coming to town with the Allman Family Revival, December 10th at The Factory in Chesterfield, Missouri. So grab your tickets and join us there and celebrate an evening of uh, Allman Family music. And um, yeah, it's going to be a great night. But yeah, we get into all of his work uh, along with uh, work with River Kittens and all kinds of stuff. So hope you enjoy this episode. Um, do want to remind you, as always... Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri, serving up all your craft beer needs, over 25 rotating taps. You can swing in there and get you some beverages and some delicious food, all kinds of burgers and nachos and flatbread pizzas and salads and all kinds of tasty things. And you can enjoy some great live music out there on the weekends. Uh, this weekend coming up November 11th, you can catch Steve Kyle out there. And on Saturday, November 12th, Buddy and Q take the stage. You can find their full beer menu, food menu, and concert calendar at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. And be sure to plug in with them on the socials, on Facebook, and Instagram for more info. And, uh, you know, they're always debuting some new drinks and some new events. And so it's a lot of fun. Get So get signed up for their um, newsletter to keep more involved in what's going on out at Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri. Uh, if you need anything from me, of course, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials, email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to help support this show, uh, I do have a merch store set up. Uh, you can grab yourself a t-shirt, a hat, tank top, whatever you might need. And uh, that's a great way to do so and let everybody know your favorite podcast. So thank you to all you out there rocking your Rock Paper Podcast shirts. And uh, thanks for being with me for all these years, over a thousand episodes. Um, so I appreciate all of your continued support, whether this is uh, your first time or you're a long time fan, but thank you for being here today with me. With that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy the brand new episode with John Lum. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio, it's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. This is John Lum, and you're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is the shame, covers nonstop, never know what. New kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, a hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks. Could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. 
double decker fudge round, rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero, he's your bestie. Rock paper podcast with Shane Presley. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out today with John Lum. Hi, hello. Welcome to the show, man. Welcome. This Thanks is, for coming over, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me here at your uh, your home, your recording studio. Your uh, This is a cool space, man. It's, it's just fun to like look around and surrounded by all this gear and, uh, you know, in the, uh, in the whole, uh, workspace here, man, this is pretty wild to see. Thanks, man. It, uh, kind of evolved out of, uh, just, uh, what I've been doing. And also of course the, uh, the sudden halt in activity that occurred right. in 2020, I, uh, kind of was, uh, forced to work remotely a little bit. So, uh, this space kind of blossomed out of all those opportunities and lacks of opportunities kind of coming together. And, uh, we're, we're sitting here and I'm grateful, man. So, yeah. Yeah. The year of the great pivot, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody had to figure out how to make it work. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, beautiful fall day in St. Louis, mm-hmm. uh, getting, I'm excited to spend some time with you. This is, uh, honestly, probably, uh, I feel like a long time, coming man it's been uh, been in the making for a while we've we've been friends for a long time but uh we never really sat down and had a talk like this you know so it's like uh yeah uh you know we always usually it's at a gig or a bar or whatever and uh you know those kind of things we catch up a little bit but we don't really get to sit and talk and so that's kind of the fun of this show is we get to sit and chat for a while awesome man um i was looking at i think uh I think we met somewhere around like the summer of 2016 or something like that. I think, uh, that tra- sounds I was, right. I, I was trying yeah. to remember like maybe the very, the first time we didn't meet. And I don't know if I can remember the very first time, but, uh, I know you were, um, you were playing locally with, uh, river kittens. And actually I saw a picture of you with, uh, Richie Kilkin band. Oh and, yeah. Uh, so there was a, um, so I Some think very that, talented people. Oh yeah. You just mentioned there. Yeah. But so I think that was a lot of it was like around that time. Like, we, you know, obviously I was you know heavily involved in St. Louis music scene. And, um, you know, so I think, uh, somewhere in there we crossed paths on some of those, some of those gigs. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of, a lot of good shows, um, that I can recall from those times. Uh, that was, kind of a cohort between i had met uh richie through uh, and you know nate gilberg oh yeah um yeah my buddy nate was jamming with this guy and he said come jam so we hit it off and then we were doing shows locally i forget what the that what was the name of that place it, it was inside of cowboy but um bootleg yeah 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 we did some shows there like with richie and then that kind of interloped martha was kind of in both bands so right so then i got introduced to 
Allie and later, later Maddie, and they were kind of that was all kind of germinating at that time. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. that's uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's probably about where we where yeah. we hooked up at, man. Right, yeah, man. Well, let's uh, I, like I said, this is being the first time. I'd like to kind of go back even before that, like uh, early uh, John Lum stuff. Uh, did you uh, you always live here in St. Louis? You grew up in the area. I did. I grew up in Ferguson, Missouri. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, I was uh, taking drum lessons. I was in high school jazz band, and just kind of always going after music habitually in some way were your were your parents involved or uh or is this something you've kind of yeah um my mom um sang and played guitar mostly sang but she had a guitar and then my dad uh my dad plays the violin still to this day and he plays the bass in like a rock band with some of his buddies and um yeah they're musical they didn't uh do it for a job but they were you know i have a giant vinyl collection here because of yeah <laughs> because of them i kind of inherited that from them sure they, um do you so. have do you have a memory of like uh either them playing or playing a record where you're like man what's that i want to do that or is anything like ever come to mind like that um certainly yeah i mean i've got a lot of memories of playing uh in a band the first band i was in was with my dad he played the bass and the and the fiddle sort of always kind of making music together um kind of like almost like country gospel style music i guess is okay. what it was because it was like people from my dad's church it was interesting but um yeah uh and then yeah they were always blasting some type of music when i was a kid so that could have been anything from like, you know, Phil Collins to like Frank Sinatra or something like that, you know. So yeah. So they were, they were definitely listeners and appreciators of music. So I kind of got that from, maybe from them. I don't know. Or, right. Or growing up, um, growing up in Ferguson, certainly. You know, um, a lot of great, fantastic musicians came out of that, that area um, who were absolutely killing it today so i'm sure sure you've heard of uh maybe one or two of them yeah. um so it was kind of like that was already happening when i was in high school there were people like who had went to my high school who had gone on to do touring gigs and stuff like that and um so i was kind of already like in a in like in being involved with music and stuff like that, I was already kind of in the shadow of uh, all these great um, jazz musicians who came out of uh, Ferguson and that that whole scene. Um, and it was uh, pretty intimidating to go to like band class or whatever when I was in high school, because like there were all these really great, you know, natural players who were already out gigging and stuff. Right. And, um, it's also very inspiring. So I kind of got hooked from that. And then I had some really good mentors, um, during that time through, through, uh, 
you know, into high school and college, um, Kevin Giannino, you know, I studied drums with him, um, as part of, um, you know, my private instruction as, uh, just my parents being okay with me being into the drums, which was huge. Um, I was able to hang with him and, and, um, get lessons from him. And then later, um, when I went to study music in, in college with this, uh, something that not many people in the field that I'm in actually have done. Um, but weirdly I studied music in college and also happened to do it as a job. That's pretty rare. Um, yeah. you know, you know, he was, uh, a, I was still studying with Kevin during that time. So he was a big influence on me. And, um, and, uh, earlier before that, when I was really young, uh, there was this cat who lived around the corner from me and he was a, a drummer, a fantastic drummer. I think he was in the urge for a little bit. His name's Andy Marks. Okay. That was like my first private drum teacher. And then I worked with Kevin. So those guys kind of, um, were an influence on me as far as like, you know, musicianship type yeah. stuff and, and mentorship, which is a big, a big deal. If you're an artist or you want to you know, really do anything or just, you know, have, having mentors in your life and people who can kind of have an influence on you at an early time is a, a pretty awesome opportunity. So, um, yeah. Has it always been uh, drums too? Never, you ever, you never mess with the, you said your dad played bass and, you know, violin and stuff. And I, whatever. I would tool with that stuff. I, uh, I had to, uh, this is going back some years too. I uh, had, had taught like a couple rock and roll camps, like summer camps. And, um, they kind of required for you to learn a little bit of guitar to do that. Uh, fortunately, like it was all those songs are power chords. So, yeah. <laughs> so I could fit, you know, you could fake it. <clears throat> sure. On like a, you know, a cheap Stratocaster, you plug it in and just like, I, I learned to fake it for a summer, but I never like, it was the, the mechanics of it. I was, I could never get comfortable with like the pads and my fingers just getting split in half the whole time. <laughs> you know, if I could get the sound, I would just turn the distortion up on the guitar and then I was right. like, okay, that sounds okay. So, uh, yeah, it was mostly, um, mostly just drawn towards drums and percussion for me. Sure. Yeah, man. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's just cool to, from, you know, just being, being a fan that, uh, you see, I mean, I've, I've, I work in the school system as my day job and I see a lot of these kids, uh, you know, picking up, uh, instruments for the first time in, you know, sixth grade band and stuff like that. And, you know, whatever it is, or when they're first get to introduced to the school band and things getting to try to find their way through music. And, uh, I don't know, it's really, uh, cool to to hear your story that this is something you, you know, f found young and even went to college for it. And now you're getting to tour the world doing it. And, uh, you know, it's just cool to see people that stick with it and, and excel and be, you know, do great things with it and continue to educate others with it too. So this is, uh, it's, it's cool, man. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I've, uh, I've come to grow, you, you know, more appreciative of that history, like as a timeline, you know, like while I'm doing it, I was just kind of, Oh, I'm like in band or, Oh, I'm, you know, and then like looking 
now I'm old enough to where I can like kind of look back because like okay this is like a a thing that was growing Mm -hmm. like the whole time and I just was doing stuff the whole time and I didn't really kind of know that this or that was going to happen you know it's just kind of I'm now at the point in my life where I can kind of look back on it and be like okay I'm supposed to do this right you know what was uh what was the moment uh when you knew that you were able to do this as a career like as a when you full-time musician um well i kind of still don't i think that's part of (laughs) why this job is is interesting (laughs) because uh there's kind of never a clear answer to that you kind of generate that kind of for yourself after a while Mm -hmm. um i think ironically dude um and i've had a lot of awesome uh moments of like you know playing these great venues and with these awesome people um i think it was uh, part of it was when i was sitting in like this room in 2020 alone Mm -hmm. and i was like surrounded by cameras and drums and microphones and i was like oh man i'm that guy i'm that guy now yeah um because every other thing in my life at that point had changed drastically like I was wasn't even like hanging out you know with my parents or anything the only thing that was there was the this all these damn drum sets and all <laughs> the right. shit that you see yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like I guess I'm I guess I'm that guy you know and and certainly uh um you know different moments um from touring too, I was like, wow, you know, like I don't know anyone aside from everybody who's sitting on stage with me right now, who's like doing this mm-hmm. at this level. Um, so yeah, man, very humbling realization. Yeah. You know? Well, I think if people, I think maybe the general public looks at, uh, you know, musicians as the stage, you know, like just the, the performing part of it. Um, but I think almost all of them had multiple jobs, you know, whether it's teaching lessons, uh, you know, uh, doing studio stuff, uh, you know, recording on other projects and different, Start, you know. starting your own label yeah. like Devin did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody's got a, di- you know, a couple different hats they wear, you know, and it's yeah. like, and, um, so it's cool like to see that people are able to <clears throat> use their particular skills. It's all music related generally, but in various avenues of doing all these different things. I mean, I know I've had friends that, you know, book venues and, you know, whatever else, you know, they, all these different things, but it's all centered around music, but it's not always just playing music. So, uh, I think that's kind of the thing with the, the music business itself is it's like, it's kind of, like you're saying, is being a full-time musician is it's kind of tricky to put say that that's exactly what you're doing because you are doing so many different things under that title uh, or umbrella. Other people have to play shows too, so yeah. like you can get off the stage and let other people yeah, play on sure. that stage, yeah. and it's like, oh, cool, and like they're doing that now. I did that last week or last month yeah. or two years ago, and it's like great, you know. Yeah, it's man, a, it's a great thing, and you don't have to always be in the pool. You can be on the on the side of the pool you <laughs> yeah, know sure you know in your in your little 
Papasan chair or whatever have you, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, balance is good. Balance sure. is a good thing. I've, I've certainly been in situations where I played a rock concert every day for like a month mm -hmm. and that was fun. And, uh, I've also been in situations where I've been sitting right here for a month and that was fun in its own way. Too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so sure. All these things, all these lessons come out of it, you know? Yeah. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> I, but, well, I think like you, you touched on it though. Like it is all about balance. It's all, you know, it's all, I think that's with anything in life. Like I, I learned uh, that lesson a while back too. I mean, same thing on the other side of the stage, being a fan, like I was, I was, I was a madman for a while there. I was like working two jobs, uh, doing this podcast, like putting like three episodes a week out and, you're hustling going to like every concert I could. And, uh, yeah. And I just, you know, wasn't sleeping much, wasn't, you know, wasn't seeing my wife much at all. Like, and, and, you know, it's like, and that's kind of the thing. Like it was almost lost it all because I was trying to do too much. And, uh, yeah. So there's, you know, it's definitely all about, uh, balance and keeping it all, everything, uh, just, you know, making sure you pri prioritize everything, right? So important, especially if you're in a, a field where you have to be creative every day because you're, you know, you experience all this stuff through your meat sack. So charge it up every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. It's like your phone, you know? Yeah, sure. Charge that thing up. Just give it a little charge. Yeah. Anyway. Leave it there for like 30 minutes or something. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we uh, we mentioned uh, River Kittens early on, and I think, like I said, that was maybe one of the somewhere in there was when we first met, and uh, you uh, obviously it's <clears throat> been mostly focused around uh, Maddie and Allie, and, and Martha uh, was in the group at the time, and then um, and then they they, they did some gigs where they had a. Uh, Nate and you, uh, you know, more of a, create more of a full band. And then, uh, now the recently they've been, uh, also playing with Jacob Baxter on lead guitar some too. And, uh, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, if, if it's like Nate and Jacob and then just like their voices and it's like, it's killer. Oh yeah. Yeah. But they got, uh, we wanted to, highlight a tune they got um, a couple of, they got a brand new single out there uh, but uh we wanted to highlight a song called atlantic city that uh i get you, you got to play on this one with them? yeah that was uh through uh devin allman's label with crate records uh they came up with this really awesome version of this piece of music that uh i know means a lot to the girls and certainly music fans and in general my myself and uh our scott bryan on on percussion for this recording which turned out really nice and sounds great and really proud of everyone involved and then what do you love on the harmonica yes very cool he, he's fantastic
They blew up the chicken man in Philly last night They blew up his house too Down on the boardwalk, they're ready for a fight Gonna see what them ragged boys can do Now there's trouble busting in from my state they can't get no relief Gonna be a rumble on that promenade And the gambler commissioner's hanging on by the skin of his teeth Everything dies, maybe that's a fact Maybe everything that dies someday comes back Put your makeup
Yeah, man. That <clears throat> that uh, this turned out great, and of course, uh, classic song. I mean, you know, I, I guess that guy did all right for himself. Uh, mm -hmm. Bruce Bruce Springsteen. I hear he's doing okay. Yeah, I think he's doing all right. <laughs> I'm excited because I think uh, I think on Monday he's on uh, the Howard Stern show for the first time, and uh, really that surprises me. Yeah, that that's his first time. Howard gets him. Yeah, you know? <clears throat> yeah, he. Uh, I don't know. I think it was like in 19 maybe or something. It was an interview that that Howard said something about that Springsteen was like a dream guest for him. And uh, it's never happened. And finally, it's it's happening. And he's supposed to be uh, on the show with him and um, bringing a guitar and something like I'm looking forward to that a lot. And like, it's going to be cool to hear two legends just sit and talk for. And usually they go for a couple hours like that. And But, yeah, there's a. Uh, so those have been some of my favorites. Like uh, he's had, I remember one of them uh, fairly recently. With uh, he had James Taylor on, wow. and talked for like two and a half hours. And James played like eight songs. And I'm just like, what? You know, where else do you get interviews like this? And like that, Howard Stern is kind of the like the Babe Ruth of what we're doing right now. Yeah, I mean, there's other guys, but like, who's your who's your superhero? Like. Oh, I mean, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Howard's like a huge yeah. influence. I mean, like, it's, uh, you know, I was listening to a lot of his stuff, like, um, 2004 or five, something like that. I think yeah. that's when I first started getting into his show. And, uh, I've been hooked since then. I started listening all the time and I went over to Sirius with him and the show even got better. Like, that's like, I think they're, there's like eras of, of his stuff. And like, I think like he's been putting out like some of the best radio of his career in the last, uh, several years, you know, it's like certainly, yeah. Uh, some of those interviews are like I said, are with some of these rock stars and, uh, legend, legendary men, just like, uh, really, you know, he's, he's calmed down a lot now in his, you know, late sixties. And, uh, he's, he's not, it's not the shock jock stuff anymore. And it's like, you know, it's just real, real classic radio. It's, it's, it's amazing, man. Yeah. But yeah, he's the guy like that kind of helped inspire me to want to, you know, even do something like this. So cool. Um, maybe you'll get to meet him one day. <clears throat> yeah. That'd be cool. I don't know. I got to be in the same room with him one time. Like, uh, I went to the taping of, um, AGT at the Fox. Uh, Oh, sweet. <laughs> but that was obviously, uh, that, that would be crazy. Yeah. It was, it was a fun night, um, being in there, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be uh, be pretty wild to get to meet him and you know just to talk to him for a minute. Yeah. Um, what about you? Do you have a do you have a guy that uh, you'd uh, like to meet like that? Um, your Babe Ruth. Hmm. Probably just Babe Ruth. No, um, he can come out of my closet like in the Sandlot or whatever the heck. Oh yeah, um, yeah, man. No, uh, man, I kind of like have like met a lot of those people already, <laughs> which is like some of them are like now my friends. So right. It's kind of like crazy. Um, I did do. Um, I did. This is. I didn't. This isn't a story of me meeting someone. It's a story of uh, we were doing Peach Fest, and. Uh, Oysterhead was playing like they're starting in the middle of our slot 
so you know like Stuart copeland is an oyster head right? right so like apparently you know we started playing or whatever our set at peach fest and it was going good and you know we finished it or whatever and uh get off the stage like you know everybody's like did you see that did you see him i was like what are you talking about I was like, oh yeah like the guys from oysterhead came over and they watched the first couple songs and i was like wow because i if you would have told me while i was playing or if i would have looked over and seen <laughs> Stuart copeland over my right shoulder it probably would have ruined me on the gig because <laughs> yeah. you're already like headlining a, a festival it's like holy shit you know um so um yeah man he that's a that was a close call if i would have got <laughs> if i would have like shook that guy's hand or something i would have been like holy shit you yeah know? um and i mean there's tons of heroes man yeah tons of them some of them are <clears throat> right here in st louis you know yeah and, <clears throat> excuse me i was thinking i was thinking about that like uh driving over i mean i'm like you know just thinking about some of my drum my favorite drummers around town and uh we're definitely blessed with a some a bunch of greats uh you know and one of a couple of my favorites are uh joe meyer and joe meyer. yeah and uh john pizzoni mm-hmm. and uh, i mean those guys are always a ton of fun to watch behind the kit so i haven't met Pizzoni yet but oh, i was yeah? obsessed with his playing you know when I just love that 1999, like when the urge was coming out with like a lot of new music, I was like, holy shit, like he's this guy. It's like, yeah, I I mean, like, obviously I love uh, his playing in the urge and, and, you know, but like, especially like lately, uh, you you know, last several years I've been going to those El Monstero shows. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you watch, you watch him do the, you know, everything on these pink floyd records for three hours on those sets and it's like man it's it's a it's wild to watch like it's very impressive those those concerts are great i love uh and they do it like right and it sounds just sounds good. oh yeah yeah but yeah fantastic musicians and like there's so much that goes into putting that it's it's really impressive yeah yeah man so but yeah i I agree man i'm like we you know we're pretty blessed here in St. Louis with the great Tony Barbada lives oh, yeah. right over there. Yeah, he's a bad dude too. Yeah, bad boy. Yeah. Hey, I got to, we did one not too long ago hanging out in, in his drum lab. Yeah, so. he's got a really cool setup. And he's been doing it for a long time. And so uh, mm-hmm. I think I worked uh I worked at uh you know Oyster Bar for like five years and I worked uh <clears throat> Sean Cannon's voodoo players uh, every Wednesday night. And that, for me, like that was like an, one of the, uh, you know, really great like networking things for me in, in St. Louis music. Cause every week it was another all-star lineup, uh, you know, a player. So that's where I got to really get to know Tony better. Uh, you know, Mike Morano coming in. Yeah. That's uh, my buddy, Mike Morano. Yeah. He did a fantastic concert the other night pines fest yeah it was so cool uh dave clark on drums yeah uh, i mean I did all kinds of great uh drummers coming through those gigs so um yeah it was just fun to every week getting kind of a, a master class in rock and roll and mm-hmm. from some of these greats around st louis so it was uh those were some some good nights over there yeah um i certainly have 
left the oyster bar um, past two and three and four, you know, AM, <laughs> you know, right. just tear you know, tearing down gear and stuff. But like yeah. I did a lot of really dope shows there, uh, a lot of different bands. Um, there was this band called Fresh Air that I was in. If you do you know those guys? Like yeah. Brian Marquez. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, we did a lot of wild <laughs> like or at the time seemingly wild uh oyster bar sets and um love that place man yeah for sure yeah killer food oh yeah just yeah it got me thinking like um you know obviously again uh we're with music but also with food i mean like uh is when you're out there on the road uh touring the you know obviously getting this sample all the the wonderful things but is there something about st louis that you you miss the most uh when you're when you're out there um is there a certain restaurant or a sandwich or dish or anything like that, that you think about uh, dude that's a good question um man do not be in another city and and try to order some chinese food not knowing what you're getting into you know at least around here you know what you're getting into like if you're in Cleveland or some, you know, Cleveland is a great city, but um, we just do that a certain way here. Yeah, um, I've heard that, that like St. Louis Chinese for whatever. It's like the fried rice aesthetic or something. Yeah. But then there's like, I wouldn't be in another city and see St. Paul sandwich on a <laughs> yeah. menu. Yeah. And be like, oh, I'm going to order that. And be like, no, we only know how to do that. Like. <laughs> here that's it yeah i'm not gonna be in you know rancho cucamonga and see <laughs> it, it, i could be in alaska or or something and they, if it said st paul sandwich be like i don't want to try that no we're not in yeah we're not in st louis so i can't have it i'm sorry but yeah. we, we really do that well here whatever that is i don't know what what the secret ingredient is but yeah um yeah, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're on the same block as like Joya's. Oh, yeah. Adriana's is down the street. Yeah. So yeah, you, I certainly miss that stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. This, man, uh, there's some some really uh, killer spots uh, within walking distance. Yeah. Many temptations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, my, uh, there's a comedian, uh, Josh Adam Myers, was just in town over the weekend uh, at uh, Funny Bone, and he went to. Uh, somewhere i don't remember, i don't even know what where he was at getting but he was eating a saint paul sandwich and like uh and uh i don't know that i've ever had one he was uh talking about it and i was just like so it was it sounded interesting though it's an acquired taste definitely definitely a hybridization of different sandwich aesthetics and uh it's kind of very similar to egg foo young if you've ever had that right yeah yeah I, let to give it a shot. Maybe you go go check it out. Yeah, you know, like uh, maybe later that day, have a salad too to balance things <laughs> out. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talked about balance earlier. Yeah, so. uh, I just don't want to get a text from Shane like a week from now. I had a Saint Paul sandwich. Yeah. It was horrible. You know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah man. Yeah. Uh, well, you. Uh, <clears throat> I guess. Uh, Let's talk about uh, your time uh, with Devin. I think like it was something like uh, I don't know. I mean, so I've been following Devin Allman for for quite a while. Like I remember 
um, Honey Tribe gigs. Uh, you know, I've seen him open for Greg at the pageant and, you know, a couple of uh, good nights uh, on a Blueberry Hill in the Duck Room and and um, some fun gigs over even in St. Charles at Moonshine Blues Bar and stuff, getting to see um, him play. So I've been following his career for a long time. And then, uh, I don't know, it seemed like uh, things – whatever happened things took off in a, in a big way and he's uh you ju- you jumped on tour and been uh been with him what se- several years now right uh i think we're coming up on like year six yeah and uh along that way you guys uh joined forces with Dwayne betts for uh for several years doing allman betts band and uh and recorded two great records there and got to do these uh, Allman Family Revival shows, uh, which I think we we're going on the sixth year of that show. Yeah, it's and crazy. So <clears throat> let's talk about some of that, man. Like uh, what's uh, – how did how did that first get started, getting getting that call to, to link up with Devin and join the band? Well, um, it was like a friend of a friend thing. And there's also kind of a funny work-related story of uh, how it came to be. So if we have time for that. Um, I had known uh, Justin Corrigan for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And um, he was touring with Devin Allman Band um, in 2016. And he had he had received, I think, maybe a, a call from Tyler or something because he was playing in Tyler's solo band, right? Tyler Jackson Stokes, who has a single out right now. Um, <laughs> it's called Gemini. It sounds really good. <laughs> Look up Spotify. Um, yeah. Um, so they were both in Devin Allman band. Um, and they had done some touring with him in 2016. And, uh, I was getting, um, I had gotten a job. I'll do the old story first and I'll do the new story. Okay? okay. So like I already had this job where I was, uh, distributing like concession goods and stuff. I was essentially uh, like a truck driver during the day. Um, and then I would do gigs and lessons at night. That's what I did for 10 years before yeah. all this stuff started. And that was cool. I learned a lot from that too. Um, so I would go to this business in Ladue called Poptions. And both Tyler and Justin also had day gigs as well um, at this popcorn place called Poptions. So that's how I met Tyler. And then they kind of were both already in Devin's band and he was looking for a drummer and um, exchanged information. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, next thing I knew I was getting a text from this guy named Devin Allman and I was driving to Picasso's coffee in St. Charles to meet up with this guy and talk about, you know, music or, or touring or something, you know, I had no idea. Right. Um, and, uh, we, we, me and Devin really hit, hit it off. 
uh, we were kind of into the same music and, um, you know, we liked doing, we both liked doing shows and, and, um, we spent a summer, uh, in Tyler's basement, just kind of jamming together, me, him and Justin and Tyler. Um, you know, it was, it was through those two guys kind of trusting me through, you know, having played together and then also seeing me every day or every other day at work, um, that I was able to get in that room and jam with those guys. Um, so, um, uh, very grateful to, uh, to Mr. Corgan and Mr. Stokes, yeah. um, for, for even considering me to do an opportunity like that. Um, and then, um, obviously super grateful to, uh, to Devin because, you know, we're, Oh, it's, it's very true that we're sitting in this room doing this cause, because I, you know, because I met Devin. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to remind Devin of, um, that all the time. Every time a new opportunity comes my way, I'll send him a text like, Hey man, this is your fault. <laughs> right. You know, cause like it's, it's kind of true. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's, it's, so I kind of, it's a friend of a friend thing, but I also, you know, had another connection to these guys because we worked together during the day too. So kind of an all encompassing story, really. If that, if that guy hadn't have started that popcorn store <laughs> right. in Ladue, yeah. right. None of this would have, <laughs> so you text him too. It's your fault. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's all your fault, man. Um, we're also all three of us popcorn snobs oh, yeah? too. <laughs> so if like if we're on the road or something and we're having some bad popcorn, it's like, oh no, come here, taste this. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of an, a little unknown side story on on uh, how that kind of came to be. But yeah, man. I hope I wasn't too long winded with it. Nah, I mean that's what the show's good for. The, I, I, that's what's fun about podcasting and these long format interview type of things we can we can we can do that we can do some storytelling but i I love to hear that because like uh you know that's a lot of it and you know obviously you have to be prepared whenever the the call comes you know having having the chops to to hold your own in that room once you get there but um you know it's always like uh a lot of those kind of things you get the right place the right time kind of thing it's all it's just cool that did all the stars aligned to to get the call and make it in there and yeah and i didn't have this space at the time either so i was doing um while i was doing rehearsals or kind of auditioning for uh devin allman project um i was teaching lessons at um a music studio or a lesson studio in Kirkwood that was owned by a guy named uh, Pete Lombardo. And, um, they had a drum set down there for, you know, students and stuff. So like if I needed to practice like at night, like I would go into this strip mall or whatever, because all the other businesses would be closed. So I would go in there at night and uh, work on like Devin Allman stuff and, Allen Brothers stuff like on that drum set. Yeah. Just because it was like I didn't have, you know, like a real space yet for it. So it worked out to where I had a, a little a little opportunity there with uh with the night shift kind of being happening there. I'm grateful to Pete for letting me use that space too, you know. Yeah. Um 
<clears throat> so you uh you you things worked out you joined the band you guys uh and uh, was that your first uh real dive into touring uh with the with the Devin Allman project yes um i had done some some weekend warrior runs mm-hmm. you know, a couple weeks here and there with uh, river kittens like but never on that kind of month-long like bus touring scale you know right. it's my first time with that yeah was that, <clears throat> that uh that's gotta be cool though man like didn't uh getting to get out there and like you guys got to play some it's yeah. like going straight to the tall diving board immediately <laughs> right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just like uh, not it, scary at all here here's yeah. the pool but yeah. you know let's go up to oh no you just want to get it oh no we're gonna go to this tall diving board here figure it out <laughs> right <laughs> yeah I, I always think about uh i don't know why it sticks with me but it was years ago there was a a show christopher titus had a, a, a sitcom i don't know if you ever follow oh, yeah follow yeah. christopher titus at mm-hmm. all but yeah so he had an old old tv show uh, and uh it was like his life story and and i remember uh there was a scene where he's like on the dock with his dad and, and he's got, uh, I don't even know if he had a life jacket on, but his dad just like grabs him and throws him in the lake and stuff, you know, like and kind of thing. And like, uh, well, he'll learn, you know, or, you know, or, or he, <laughs> you know, just like that kind of thing. It's like, that's one way to do it, you know, just like to get, get thrown into it and sink or swim kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, I mean, definitely going off the top, off the, off the tall diving board. That's a uh, one way to learn, man, for sure quick and then all those guys are like super cool people too yeah like those are my bros now oh yeah you know um so like that that scene being like just full of awesome genuine people i mean you've hung out with like you've hung out with everybody you know you've hung out with g love and Devin and everybody when they come through town mm-hmm. and like they're all everybody everybody's super sweet you know i was when i went to do that first revival show it was kind of like devin's band opening and then they did the revival and i was like man this you know i i i was like i'm kind of freaked out by you know by this you know environment i don't know any of these people and they're all like so good and blah 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 and everybody was just awesome you know it's like we were talking about earlier it's like everybody's just cool and and we're all just normal people hanging out and yeah. we just happen to have podcasts and <laughs> playing bands and stuff you know and it's yeah. like and um yeah i mean I'm super grateful for that too yeah know? um so we you know yeah we did the summer of 2018 we did quite a few shows um as devin allman project with Dwayne betts opening and um you know we were like man this is going to be a thing this is going to be a thing you know and uh then the you know there was the joining of the two right two names and uh you know we're looking at the the drum head yeah it's looking at us right now (laughs) right yeah um so uh let's see that was i think 2019 they they kind of announced that that subsequent tour 
after that. And um, it went it went pretty hard to the point to where I'm like sitting here trying to rem- being overwhelmed, <laughs> trying to just remember every yeah. <laughs> everything. Um, um, but yeah, it, it went really well. You know, I was uh, kind of doing double duty. Me and Justin were at first um, because uh, Dwayne had come on to do the tour and he brought um, Johnny Statula with him, but he didn't really have a band. So like me and Justin and later our Scott were kind of Dwayne's band for like that first few months there, you know, when he opened up mm-hmm. and then we would just play in Devin's project too. Right. Um, this was kind of a double show for some of us, but it, it worked because, because, uh, you know, Dwayne's music was a little different than Devin's was at the time. And it was like these two, really cool little journeys and then it came together at the end with a jam which you know later that became that jam became the format for arguably you know almond bets and then probably the certainly the inspiration for the revival concept too so it all just kind of was happening right and then we were just like playing a ton of shows and uh the theaters get bigger and the audiences get bigger and, uh, yeah, man. and, uh, that, you know, to answer your question from earlier, that, that first red rock show was probably when I was like, Oh man, this is like a thing. Yeah. Like this ain't, you know, and it's certainly other, other moments too, but, um, Tell you now, 
it, it expanded to that pretty quickly you know like you saw us at redfish bluefish right <laughs> when we were when we did that first devon show yeah know? so like it that was like four months yeah that was a that was a that was a wild night for me because uh i remember i remember that night because i'm like i went in there and obviously being being friends with you guys i wanted to see the show and then all of a sudden nicholas walks in the room and i'm like I know him from the voice, like, you know, it's like, and then all of a sudden he's, you know, in the band playing keys and stuff. And I was like, well, that's, I didn't expect that. That was wild, but yeah, that was super wild. And, and, uh, and, um, I'm still, I still keep in touch with Nick too. Yeah. Um, but I just, yeah. thought, I just thought that was, uh, I mean, that one sticks out for, for that reason particularly, like, but like it was, it was just cool to see where it started, you know, and like, whereas things were going, but like you're saying, like, then it just exploded, like people are, Gained a lot of momentum rather quickly, and uh, you guys, you know, doing some huge stuff and uh, some beautiful theaters, some really iconic rooms uh, around the country, and uh, yeah, pretty wild to to see, man. That um, you know makes me really proud of you guys to get. It's just uh, for me, it's really cool to see now. Uh, you know, Devin's got the record label and in developing uh jackson stokes and river kittens there under that and like but the world the rest of the world getting to see what i've been seeing for a long time here in st louis and uh between you know your skills and river kittens and jackson and justin and you know everybody like you know getting or putting all of our friends on on this giant showcase like that so it's really cool to see man yeah man i'm i'm super grateful and um looking forward to uh december yeah we got a big one here locally uh uh so i mentioned sixth uh year of uh <clears throat> all my family revival and you guys are got another big old tour planned for this uh winter fall uh whatever uh but uh you guys will be here in st louis on december 10th at yep. the factory in chesterfield missouri and uh 8 p.m. Yeah. Got a, uh, tickets at almondfamilyrevival.com. And you can uh, see what we got. Uh, I remember I was I was there last year for the show, and you it was a killer lineup with uh, nuts. Yeah, with Kenny Wayne Shepherd and Joanna Shaw Taylor and Lily Hyatt and Donovan Frankenreiter. And uh, just uh, that was uh, so much fun. So I'm, I can't wait for to do it again this year you've got donnie again this year yeah and um jimmy hall jimmy hall the legendary larry mccray check him out <clears throat> if you haven't gotten to check him out yet um got maggie rose uh she's maggie one, rose. Of my, one of my favorites yeah. yeah some really cool people and we're gonna be hitting some old songs and some new songs yeah so if you want to hear that stuff Come on through. And uh, local St. Louis State uh, also has Jackson Stokes opening up the show. So Yes. Yeah. Fantastic band. Um, Jackson's killing it right now. And um, <clears throat> his band is like the two most chill dudes. Like it's, you know, Ben Bickline. Yeah. And uh, Paul Brackens. Yeah. Some of the best hair in the business, right there. Yeah, Paul, like just good guys, <laughs> and they're like they're ripping, you know. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's going to be a, a great night. So yeah, grab tickets and join us out there. Um, and then uh, Dwayne's also on that tour and River Kittens. and yeah, Dwayne Betts will be joining <clears throat> us. And yeah, uh, we'll have some kittens in the mix. Is that uh, – I mean, that's, I don't know. I just feel like – Yes, it's very weird yeah. for the whole <laughs> – thing it's <laughs> very like playing that material and you guys just crush it obviously like but that's like uh some legendary stuff man oh oh you're talking about um revival i thought you were talking about like river kittens being around in that oh well, in that world yeah i mean that makes sense but sure. it's also like oh that's my old band it's like yeah. man, like they're still like i'm so happy that i still get to see them like all the time yeah basically is what i was going to say with that oh, but sure. um um yeah man i mean i was you know we're like on text chains and like calling each other about these songs you know because we want to do it right yeah um it's it's uh that's the other reason i have this place is so i can practice for that um and 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 work stuff out you know it's kind of a workspace for that too um it's it's an undertaking to do to do i mean it's a you're talking a two you know a couple hours sometimes two and a half you know worth of worth of music um double drums big long jams so um it's it's uh definitely you know i i i plotted about a month to six weeks out of like conditioning myself for right. it physically and then, like, there's a lot of listening and, uh, and uh, you know, the unseen, unseen, you know, me messing the songs up has to happen a hundred times before, <laughs> before, uh, you know, before I learned how they actually play it. Apparently, is my my, my process for it. But um, do you now? Do you like? Uh, <clears throat> do you get to like? Uh, do you try to do it like note for note or do you get to like kind of put it through your, your own lens, like your own, uh, I mean, obviously you're, you, you have to be pretty close to for these songs, but are you, uh, do you get a little bit of interpretation on some of these songs? And yes to both. Um, certainly like you're never going to play like those guys. So the pressure is off for that. Mm-hmm. Like you're never going to play it like that. And, uh, I'm encouraged, you know, on the gig to like, yeah, man, put your own swag. And, and also, um, you know, I'm going deep and listening to like tapers and stuff like that too, from like the seventies. Cause I, I certainly think about things note for note. And, uh, thankfully so does, you know, Orby and, and Cody and R Scott and, David and everybody else who's involved with that, with, uh, you know, the drums part of things like it's, it's very specific what's happening in that music in order for it to work between the two drum sets and the way the band works. Right. So I'd say like, yes to both, like, yes, I'm encouraged to, you know, put my own swag on it, but it's gotta be in the spirit of like serving how that music was made and how it was, you know, how it was done so um there's a lot there's a lot of prep work that goes into that for sure and uh so i kind of like my process is i'll 
I'll at least whatever the most famous recording of like Jessica is or whatever, like I'm going to listen to that and like not codify it, but kind of that's like version one. Right. And then I'll go and go around and, and check out a bunch of different live versions and stuff and kind of like, this is getting really specific, but it's like, just, you know, like a basic roadmap and then, and then, and then it could, but playing with, you know, any of these guys, they could take it somewhere. They could look over their shoulder and be like, okay, we're just going to do halftime right now. And then it's like, boom, you mm-hmm. know? So like, it's a lot of spontaneity. It's it's like note for note spontaneity. <laughs> it's like yeah. you're you're always you're always arriving somewhere and you never want it to seem like like a tribute band vibe, you know, where it's like, "Oh yeah, here comes this part. Yeah. We're going to do it." You know, it's like no, it's like it happens organically. Sure. Because of everybody's on the same page. So it's a really it's a really neat opportunity, man. I've certainly learned a lot about uh the art of drumming and like my drumming and how it can be improved by uh studying these awesome compositions. So yeah. um it's all around good for me. You know, I'm down to I'm down I'm always down to sweat and, and learn something new. Yeah, man. Uh <clears throat> I just had a cool uh Almond Brothers moment uh, not too long ago. We went to uh, went to uh, my my brother in law recently moved to Jacksonville, Florida, like a year ago, and uh, was, and working down there. And we went down on vacation, went to Daytona, and we stopped in and visit him for a couple of days. And uh, on the way down, and and then um, ultimately went to Orlando to see uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. So that was nice. A, that was a fun one for sure but uh while we were in jacksonville i learned um that there is actually uh the birthplace of the allman brothers like a mile from his apartment and we went to the oh, house wow. we went to the house and read the uh you know national landmark plaque out front there but it says uh that uh, i guess Dwayne hosted a jam in that living room and um you know and they uh went so well they you know partied all night and then eventually um greg joined and then they moved to macon and chasing a record deal and stuff and all that you know the story's born but uh it was just kind of wild to think about uh you know standing out standing outside that house just like man i guess this is is kind of a trip man to think about that uh some of these greats were standing here many years ago and jamming in that living room so it was pretty wild for me yeah man it's it's crazy the stuff that comes out of like your garage or your basement yeah 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 it just uh starts with a a dream and people are passionate about it and make make shit happen yeah and like uh, good people who are like there to jam you know and, and like just be live inside of music I mean, there's other ways to communicate. Like you, you know, I like I like listening to like shredder stuff too, man. You know, I'm yeah. not saying like 
that one type of music is superior, inferior, or anything like that, too. But um, a lot of stuff had to happen for that to work, like, musically, and it, I think it comes from, like, being a team player. Mm-hmm. You know, when it talks to, when, you, when you're talking about a band like that or how music like that can come about from from a small seemingly small place like that it's it's kind of like it's crazy it's magic i don't know i don't know how yeah i don't yeah <laughs> i have no idea but yeah. uh um yeah man certainly florida is a big you know like staple destination for for that community and uh, i don't know if you've ever been to macon before um I think we just, I mean, passing through, I don't know that we ever really, like, spent too much time in making. One of the cool things that, that Devin did was we had this Disney World gig, like, right after Redfish, you know, that show, Redfish, Bluefish, or whatever, like, we rehearsed more, and then we, like, it was, like, Disney World. It was, like, wow, that's, like, a jump, you know? And, uh, but we drove down, and, uh, we drove down to the gig so we could stop through Macon, you know, Stevens' idea. He wanted to show us the museum and the town and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, which is really, we could have just flown down. We could have just been like, oh, we're, we got Disney, you know, but we, we made that stop and I'm glad we did. Cause I, I, uh, I had known about the music before that, but when you're like standing in that house, right it becomes you know very real and i've subsequently gotten to know uh, richard brent a little bit who's the guy who's there at the uh, big house museum and um it's just a really cool thing they have there so if you're ever going through macon yeah check it out it's, yeah. they got a lot of cool stuff in there and and there's a lot of stories yeah and they do that um, special place man yeah yeah, very cool. <clears throat> yeah, I um, I don't know, man. I'm not like a super history buff or anything. Obviously, I love the music, but it's just like, but some of those things like that, like that means more to me than you know, whatever reading, reading about stuff in books and like actually getting to physically touch some of these pieces of you know history like that and stuff. Like it's just I don't know, it's a cool moment for sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, man, I, um, I don't know, but yeah, Almond, Almond, uh, brothers band has been, been a big part of my life for a long time. And it's, so it's fun to, to continue to celebrate these songs, uh, and given, I think it's really cool what you guys are doing. Like obviously getting to introduce a whole new, you know, era of it and getting to play these songs for the next generation of kids and continue to celebrate these, this great legacy of music, man. Like it's really it's crazy cool. to see like families and little kids at these shows. Yeah. Like it's getting passed down for right. sure. Yeah. I just, I mean, I, that's how I learned about it and I, and it's continuing people are still bringing their kids. Like you're saying, it's just like, it's really cool to see. So, uh, I don't know. I think it obviously, uh, everything kind of keeps going in circles, uh, trends, you know, with music and, and, uh, but it's, I, I think that's, what's also really great about 
the Almond Betts band albums are, they still sound like a continuation of what was going on with Almond Brothers band, but also still sound current and and newer. You know, like you guys did a great job of both of those. And uh, so there's another way to continue the legacy and stuff with the, even a new, you know, brand new music and stuff that, but I think people, I think kids, uh, I feel like they, obviously there's a lot of the pop music and things, but it's cool to see kids that are still appreciating some of this great music that's 50 years old and stuff and 60 years old, whatever. So, or a lot more. We definitely struck a balance when we did the, the muscle shoals records, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's kind of like, yeah, both things are happening where like we said before, put your own swag on it and serve the song. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've, uh, there's, I, I see really young bands playing this, this iteration of music, like all the time I, you know, doing festivals with artists like Billy strings and, um, and, uh, man, I mean, even dude going to like, we saw each other at the Marcus show. The oh other yeah. Night, you know, yeah. like that's great. Those example. guys are incredible. Like right. <clears throat> Neil Francis and like Marcus's band and like, they're doing the thing, you know, he's do he did him and drew are doing the thing with the, with the guitar. It's like, it's happening. Yeah. You know? And those guys are, I'm assuming they're younger than me yeah. by like a decade. So yeah, I think Marcus is mid twenties, something 20. I don't know. I forget, but so, and there's tons, there's tons of awesome artists, you know, yeah. and it's, it's, Man, that was it's a- inspiring. I don't get like a competition anxiety from that at all. I'm like, okay, a younger generation is yeah. also doing this. We're going to be all right. You know, that's the feeling that I get. Yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah, I, that was an incredible night. That was, uh, so much fun. And that was really, really good to, to bump into you there that night. That was, that's where all this started, man. We were like, Hey, we should do this. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't know you were in town. And so we, I'm glad we worked out. We were able to hang today, yeah, man. I'm glad too. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple questions and I'll let you get out of here, John. I wanted to get your take on some of these. Uh, Absolutely. And I've uh, been having fun asking these, but um, <clears throat> is there, uh, you know, we, we talked, uh, obviously you're getting to meet a lot of cool people uh, doing this, uh, doing these shows and everything else, getting to these, getting to meet some of your heroes. But is there, um, is there, Maybe uh, maybe you mentioned it, but is there a dream duet or collaboration you'd still like to see for yourself? Is there the uh, cer- certain people you would love to to jam with or anything? And hmm, who would I like to jam with? I mean, yeah, just like who is there? Hmm. Is there a certain artist or uh, or something that, like that you would uh, love to collaborate with? Hmm, like any artist, yeah, man. I can't, it's a dream. I have like a really awesome circle of artists that i'm i'm kind of spoiled with it right now right yeah um and it's a little bit of everything yeah man that's a good question um 
what do you like you mentioned Stewart uh, or was that was that somebody like that's that? like a mountaintop of like the this guy did this invented yeah. something you know yeah. so that's um certainly uh like do you think about this I guess I don't know, I think about it like obviously as for do you would you like to do something like that like uh, with other drummers or do you would you rather like a a guitar player or a bass player or somebody you know like when you think about that kind of jamming is it always another drummer that you would like to to you know perform with or something or how's that where does your mind go when you think about that stuff hmm or is it just man i'm kind of like uh stumped by this question be- <laughs> probably because i'm like i get to double drum with like david and r scott and yeah. alex orbison and cody dickinson sure um i got to double drum with kenny aronoff last year you know like that's kind of like amazing already right yeah <laughs> um uh maybe like uh oh man i really like uh i really like jack from marx's band you know jack jack ryan i don't, I don't think marcus it, king band drummer. yeah i don't think i mean i don't know him personally but yeah I'm, i watched him play the other night but yeah man he's awesome yeah um, i'd love to slide in between uh what he's doing he holds it down for sure but like he's i can just i know he's a he's a double drum boy yeah you know like same with like man if it was like any of those dudes like uh you know, if it was Kreutzmann or Mickey Hart or somebody like that, I would, I would absolutely shit. <laughs> right. You know, I'd, I'd probably get kicked all, right off the stage, but, <laughs> but, um, I would love to. Whoever invented it, that's what I, who I want to hang out with, you know, yeah. and not like to get my picture, but just to be like, kick my butt in this, man. Yeah. Like, you know, um, <clears throat> yeah, I was, uh, I was talking to, uh, jeremiah johnson the other night and yeah he's awesome and we were uh talking about his new record and <clears throat> we were talking about how you know his uh the the whole him teaching his son a little bit of guitar stuff and his you know son like learning from him and then him learning from tom maloney still you know and like uh dude i just met him uh, recently oh yeah he came over um, with R. Scott, awesome dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah super cool, and uh, a legend uh, uh, here also. And absolutely. Um, but it's just, uh, I, I just thought that was a cool dynamic that, you know, again, like yourself, you're like, you've you've done a lot of cool stuff. You've get to, you know, you've you you went to school to learn all these things and stuff. But you're you're never done learning. You're never done. Never. Yeah. So it's like it's just you know getting to. Maybe like I said, share the stage with a great and just sit there and watch and learn and take it all in, man. It's like, and, and I think that's like the the coolest thing about it. Just you're constantly a, a student of it, and you know whether you might be um, you know really great at your the one thing, but it's like you're always gonna. There's so many different genres and different tricks that you can pick up on uh, different things. So yeah, music is always evolving, right. so we should try to complement that sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's that's one of my favorite things that when people like w- just admire what the, somebody else does because they like, man, I want to, you know, 
even though you some other people might think they're great, but then it's like you look at that and like they're still thinking like, man, I, I want to do what that guy does though. Like, so I just think that's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, hope that answers that question yeah. for whoever that was. <laughs> no, these are these are just uh, fun, funny things to think about. I think just hypothetical. Absolutely. You know, yeah. just, uh, um, but uh, what about? Um, uh, all right. Uh, day comes along. We have a, the John Lum action figure. What would you like to see as uh, maybe your, your three accessories to go with your action figure? Three accessories. Um, probably a head covering of some kind. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe maybe like a dumb cowboy hat or something. <laughs> uh, drumsticks. Yeah. And... Uh, Maybe like a little espresso cup like you see right yeah. All right. <laughs> right here. Maybe it comes with like a ground bag of just <laughs> maybe that's the business model right yeah. there, like a John Lum. Um either that or a mustache comb, because you know. One of the yeah, man. That mustache is I'm, I'm, it's I'm, it's shrunken since you've known me. Yeah. It was much more rude than this. I'm I'm envious, man. I wish I could do that. I I Mine all comes down here. I don't get. Uh, I can't get the, the mustache to come in like that. I wish I could. Uh, so, yeah, it's a nice mustache, man. It's uh, kind of a Mario vibe right now. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Pringles guy. <laughs> Pringles guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Those are my accessories. Uh, all those. Some type of hat, some <clears throat> drumsticks, and then maybe a mustache comb or a cup of espresso. Yeah. You, uh, this is becoming a, like a care package. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I no. Uh, <clears throat> what? Uh, how, how long have you had them? That's, I think you've you've had the mustache as long as I've known you. I'm sure, right? Or pretty close to it. Yeah, I grew the beard in 2018. Yeah. And then when we went to Europe, at like towards the back half of 2018, my beard was like super gnarly. You know. Right. And I was like, we're going to be going through, like, the airport and stuff. Like, we're going to have to chop this thing. So, yeah. It took an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, it, went, it didn't go down without a fight. Nice. I've, yeah. had, uh, I've had a – I've looked like a supervillain or whatever ever since. <laughs> you know what it is? Is like I look like the, like the third guy to get kicked down the stairs in a Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> like, I'm not the first guy that he just knocks out uh, immediately. Like, he maybe like – yeah. Maybe he like blocks a punch for me or something, but then he kicks me down the stairs and like ah, like, that's the that's the vibe of this mustache. Yeah, nineties <laughs> action movie guy who falls down the stairs. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just think it's funny. Like all the how many uh, different um, mustache references that we can we can name on this on this podcast. There's a book yeah. here somewhere in this building <laughs> right. about the different mustache breeds and varieties. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole world out there, man. Like it, uh, <laughs> the, the, my, uh, my buddy, Brad, uh, roughneck beard company. Uh, he does these like competitions, uh, beard and mustache competition things. And like, and you see all these crazy, uh, you know, designs they put into their mustaches and all these like it's a, coincidentally i use their products to grow my beard yeah my beard would not be as gnarly as it was if it was not for the roughneck stuff man there you so go. thank y'all yeah 
proud sponsor of Rock River Podcast. Yeah, they rock. Uh, there it is, man. We got a nice uh, testimony right now. Boom. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just like uh, I just think that stuff's uh, crazy. That like, getting you know the competitions for facial hair and stuff like that. You know. It's it's totally a guy something that men would do with their <laughs> right. time, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, maybe someday, maybe someday I'll be uh, man enough to grow a mustache like you. That's my. I'd like to. You got a strong chin chin strap <laughs> happening. Yeah, yeah, covers my double chin. So uh, uh, there you go. that's the trick. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, man, this has been a ton of fun, John. I'm really glad we did this today. Thanks uh, so much for coming over, man. We, um, we people can get plugged in with you on your uh, Facebook and Instagram, right? Yeah, John on Drums is the handle on everything. Uh, Facebook.com slash John on Drums. Follow me there. Uh, definitely come and check out Almond Family Revival, December 10th, almondfamilyrevival.com. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a ton of fun, a lot of really good songs and people and what eight, 18, 18 cities this year or something. 18 cities. Yeah, yeah. So we are starting in Macon, Georgia. We are ending at the Fillmore in San Francisco. We're going to hit the East coast and the West coast and, and a little bit in between. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, yeah, me too. But, uh, yeah, get involved, um, and then, uh, <clears throat> come out to a show. And if you, uh, if you haven't check out, uh, the Almond, uh, Almond Betts band albums, uh, really both of them are, are killer, man. So, uh, you hear John's drumming all over those and, uh, but yeah, I appreciate you doing this, man. Yeah. Thanks for coming over, man. We got into some good stuff today and, yeah. uh, congrats on all your success with the podcast, man. Thanks, this is man. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you too, man. All right. Bye, everybody. Appreciate y'all. Peace.